0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Mier, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a Spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. So I have been thinking a lot about today's topic recently because it seems like Everywhere that I go, I have been talking to people about identifying the services that you're going to provide and who you want to work with. In other words, I've been talking a lot about nailing your niche, and I actually just did an episode about this a few weeks ago that's called How to Find Clients the Easy Way. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back, listen to that episode, and then come back here. The thing that often happens when you are starting your business is that you just want to make money any way that you can. And it's really easy to toss your ideas about your ideal client or the business structure that you want to create out the window when that not so ideal client comes your way and they're willing to pay you cash money for doing a task that you don't love doing, but you know, you easily can make it work let's be real. I've been there more than once. To this day, six years in, I find myself saying yes to building websites. Yes, I can do it. And yes, it's really good money. But I know when I take on building a website, I will procrastinate doing it every single day of the week. So I want you to know that when I talk about this, you are in really good company with this one. And we do this, we take on these types of jobs for many reasons, okay? The faster we start making money in our businesses, really the better. And I also preach that you have to try a lot of different things before you start catching on to what you really like to do. If you don't work with that nightmare client, you are not gonna know the red flags to look for, or you're not gonna know how to navigate your business through those situations. If you don't try out offering new services, you'll find yourself feeling really stuck in your business very quickly. Plus, taking on new clients, even if they are not your quote unquote ideal client, helps you learn how to market yourself and pitch your services on a discovery call. It's all valuable information. So there are a lot of reasons why saying yes to as much as you can until your business is full is actually a really great idea. But... And this is a big, but I want to share the number one issue that comes with this. When you are a Spooniepreneur, you also have to learn how much you can reasonably take on in your business. And I'm going to be honest with you. You are going to overdo it at the beginning, I have met many spinnypreneurs, and without a doubt, most of us are type A personalities. We are perfectionists. We want to do a good job. We're vicious. All of these qualities serve us really well in our chronic illness journey. We are going to do our research. We are going to speak up when doctors are gaslighting us. We are going to try lots of different treatments in the hopes that we'll hit on something that works. We are determined. And yes, that makes us a little stubborn, but usually it works in our favor. (laughs) Okay. And these are qualities that also serve you really well in business clients don't just come to you magically, right? You're going to have to work really hard to find them. And if you're running a business with chronic illness, you have to be inventive and open to trying new things just to keep the business running. But... Being ambitious really comes with this drive to do the things you see other entrepreneurs doing. I can remember in the early days of my business desperately wanting to hit five figure months like I saw everyone else around me doing like it was a big motivating factor and everybody was saying that it was so easy to get just so busy in your business that you had to start a wait list. Oh, and if you approach your business with this desire to keep up with what you see everyone else doing, you will fail. And that sounds really unfair, but it's really true. Those people who experience success very quickly will put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and usually a lot of money to get there. And hustling and chronic illness do not go together. (laughs) Okay, they just they do not go together. It's not a good idea. You can use the same strategies that you're hearing those business coaches teaching that you're seeing on the webinars that you're reading in the books, right? But you absolutely have to adapt them to meet your needs. And that quite honestly, is part of the reason that I do what I do. Because making these adaptations is tricky. And it looks different for each person, you have to navigate through best practices in business and best practices just for your life and what you need to make money and to care for yourself. The good thing is that living with chronic illness means that you are used to adapting things to get where you want to go. So for me, a great example of this is I love to travel and it's something that I stubbornly, I just refuse to give up, even though it's hard. I've learned to adapt my trips to meet my needs, right? I make sure that I'm staying at a nice Airbnb or a hotel because I know that I will be spending a lot of time there, right? It needs to have a comfortable bed usually needs to have a kitchen. And I only plan one thing a day. I'm very strategic about it. I schedule naps into the day, right? I've learned that I can still go places and do things, but it's going to look different. The same is true in your business. You absolutely are going to say yes to those opportunities to make money. And you absolutely are going to say yes to too many opportunities and throw yourself into a flare. <laughs> and my advice is not to stop saying yes to the opportunities that come your way. This is part of running a business. This is You have to learn the hard way. You're never going to know what the limit is if you don't push the limit. And every single business owner, whether they have a chronic illness or they're able bodied, just going along their way. They experience this in some way. So let yourself try and let yourself fail. <laughs> the number one mistake that I see spoony entrepreneurs make is that they start to say no too early. They are so afraid of the flare and the potential fallout from their health kind of falling apart. So they play a really small game to avoid it. And this is really common. I think every spooning entrepreneur I know has done this at some point or another. And it's not just something that happens at the beginning of your business, I know that I did this for a really long time. So I started when I was working as a virtual assistant, I started by being a subcontractor on other people's teams. So in other words, I showed up and I did the work and I let somebody else find the clients, manage the administrative stuff, handle the billing. And for me, it was absolutely the right choice for a while. But after about a year, I was confident enough in my skills that I could have gone out and easily found clients for myself. I built a professional network. I knew enough about marketing that I could have done it. But instead, I spent another whole year being really unhappy with how much I was giving my clients. Like I knew the value I was bringing to the table and I knew how little I was being paid for it. The answer to moving past this is not just to force yourself to take the leap. It's not that you need to fake it until you make it. The answer is to ask yourself, what is the thing behind the thing? If you are scared to take the next step, if you're feeling frustrated with the situation, there is something deeper there. And if you don't stop to get clear on why you're hesitating, you are setting yourself up for a lot of stress. And for most of us, stress is going to make your illness symptoms flare up. You are just setting yourself up for a flare. For me, I was afraid to branch out on my own because I had experienced a failed business. I have bipolar disorder. And I launched this business when I was manic. And I put a lot of money, a lot of time into the business using all of the methods that I had heard other business owners talking about. And then when I crashed out of the mania, I realized that I had built a business that didn't really work for my life. I'd spent all this money and I was literally bankrupt. So, I had the belief underlying, you know, this this fear of moving forward in my business. I had this belief that it wasn't safe for me to make big decisions when it came to running my business. When you are honest with yourself about why you're hesitating, when you're honest with yourself about why saying yes to a project made your symptoms flare up, you can really move forward making educated decisions. So for me, I decided to take on my own clients while still subcontracting until I could replace that income. And honestly, I did this until I was so busy that I launched my agency and it took a lot of pressure off of me making these big decisions because I always had that safety net. If you are hesitating to put yourself out there in your business, ask yourself why. And and it's okay. I'm giving you permission. It's okay to not know the answer immediately. Maybe you need to go talk to your therapist about it. Maybe you need to spend some time journaling about it. Maybe you need to call your biz bestie and talk it out with her. Maybe you need a coach to help you work through it. Instead of just blindly moving forward, instead of faking it until you make it, move forward in your business thoughtfully. I also, I think there's a messy business when it comes to saying yes that you also have to learn how to say no. <laughs> okay, and there are two issues that I see with spoony entrepreneurs where they struggle when it comes to this. And the first is that they say no way too early because they believe their illness is going to come between them and the goal that they want to reach. They will outsource things in their business way sooner than they probably should have because they're so scared that their illness is destroying their business. I just did a podcast episode on this. It's called, When Should I Outsource? I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but if you want to, know more about my advice for what you can do instead of outsourcing too early. You should go there and listen. But the point is that there comes a time when you have to just say yes and deal with the consequences that come up with your health because you're going to stay super stuck otherwise. But there's a bigger group of people who don't know how to say no, because they're stuck thinking that they have to grow their business to be successful. And this is not just a Spoonie thing. This is every entrepreneur ever. (laughs) And in this case, when you say no to a project it feels like you are limiting yourself saying yes to everything it ends up just becoming a habit and then one day you look around and you realize that you have a business that doesn't really align with how you want to live your life like you became an entrepreneur because you wanted you had this vision of what you wanted your life and your purpose to be and you look around and you you're just saying yes to everything you're stressed out all the time and you're going what happened If this sounds weirdly specific, it's because I fall firmly in this camp, okay? This is my Achilles heel. The truth is, is that you have to learn to say yes until you reach a point where you need to say no to almost everything that comes across your desk. I'm going to say this one again. You are working. You need to actively be working to get to a place where you say no to almost everything new that comes your way. This means you're going to have to give up the people pleasing. You're going to have to be realistic about your boundaries. You're going to have to probably stop trading dollars for hours of your day. And you don't get to this place overnight. It has taken me six years, and I'm just now to that place. And I'm going to be honest that it can feel really frustrating to know that it took so long because you look around in the business space, especially if you are a business marketing to another business, and you're going to see able-bodied businesses who managed to do this in just a year or two. (laughs) You're like, it took me six years, right? Welcome to entrepreneurship with chronic illness. But we're spoonies, and we know that eventually we're going to get to where we need to go, even if it takes us twice as long, or if it means making a million adaptations, right? That is our superpower. The truth is, eventually, that able-bodied business owner, they're going to need to go on maternity leave. They're going to have a health emergency or a family issue, and that's going to mean that they need to step away. And for a lot of those businesses, if it's built on hustle, if too much is on the owners on their shoulders, it's going to fall apart. <laughs> but for us, we are building resilient businesses that are going to allow us to manage anything life throws our way because we know that it's going to throw things our way. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Whew. This is, this is a hard one. <laughs> and I, I think you never, you never move past this battle between when should I say yes and when should I say no? It's definitely something six years and I still struggle with, but it's part of being an entrepreneur, right? So if you want to learn more about how to become a Spooniepreneur, or if you are a Spoonie preneur and you're really struggling to make everything work, I would love to. To connect with you. You can usually find me over on Instagram at Spoonypreneur Podcast, and I'm so excited because I just opened the doors to Spooniepreneur 101. This is a program that's not like anything that I've seen out there. It's teaching you how to build or scale your business in a way that works with your chronic illness. You're literally going to get an online course. You're going to get coaching with me, and I'm going to let you steal my team to help you implement all the big plans you have for your business. If this sounds like something that you might be interested in, you can find me on Instagram or you can shoot me an email at Nicole at bloom adminservices.com. So that is it for this week. But remember, as always, we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals and who doesn't head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.